Welcome to the Beeson Podcast coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I am Doug Sweeney here with my co-host Kristen Padilla. And this week on the show, we're continuing our series called Christian Faith at Work. We hope that you've been blessed by listening to the guests in this exciting new series, share the ways in which their faith informs their work in business and the professions. Kristen's about to introduce today's guest, but before she does, let me say how much I've enjoyed working with him here at Beeson and Samford. Not only do we serve together in Samford's administration, but He's also a key board member here at the Divinity School. He's become a good friend and wise counselor to me, and I am thrilled to feature him on the podcast today. Kristen, would you tell us just a little bit more about who we have on the show? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. As Doug has mentioned, we have Clark Watson on the show today. He is the general counsel for Samford University. Previously, uh, Clark was a partner in the Birmingham office of Balch and Bingham, LLP. He was a past member of the universities, that is Stanford University's Board of Trustees, having served as its chair from 2007 to 2011. And um, as already mentioned, he is a current Beeson Advisory Board member. Clark and his wife, Debbie, have two adult daughters and five grandchildren, and they are active members at Mountain Brook Community Church. Welcome, Clark, to the Beeson Podcast. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Doug. And uh, thank you both for your kind words. Clark, we would love to hear more about yourself. Why don't you introduce us to you and, and mention how you came to faith in Jesus Christ? I'll be very happy to do that. Uh, uh, I'm a lifelong resident of Birmingham, and throughout my childhood and my youth, my family attended Shades Mountain Baptist Church, and it was there uh, that I came to faith in Christ and was baptized. And after high school, I attended Auburn University, where uh, I attended pharmacy school. But I, I must say that during high school and college, rather than growing uh, in my walk with the Lord, I, I digressed. And uh, upon graduating from college, I, I began working as a pharmacist in a local drugstore. And, and uh, I enjoyed the work, but I was in, increasingly unhappy uh, in large part because I knew that I was uh, spiritually empty, that I was uh, not enjoying the fellowship of people who would uh, uh, challenge me in the faith and encourage me in the faith. And I distinctly remember one Sunday morning before I was to leave my apartment and go open the pharmacy, I, I knelt next to my bed and prayed that God would bring some Christian friends into my life. And if it would not be too much trouble, uh, I would really like to meet a lovely Christian girl. A few hours later, I had my first conversation with my future wife, Debbie McCrory, when she came into the drugstore after church to pick up a few items. Uh, we soon had a date and we have now been married for more than 43 years. And my relationship with Debbie and most importantly, our, our marriage started me on a more intentional path in my life with Christ. And it is uh, continues to this day. 
And as you mentioned, uh, Kristen, I have two wonderful daughters, Melanie Anderson and Beth Ann Hill. Uh, they're both married to remarkable young men, uh, Reynolds Anderson and Graham Hill, Graham being the Beeson alumnus. And I have five of the most spectacular grandchildren on the face of the earth. That is wonderful, Clark. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your career? We're going to ask you uh, the most important questions of the day that have to do with how your faith has made a difference in your career. Uh But what drew you into the law and what kinds of law did you practice before you wound up at Sanford University? Well, being drawn into into the uh, into the practice of law and into a career in that is is another interesting story to me. Soon after Debbie and I were married, uh, I entered what I've often called a uh, season of holy discontent. She thought that she had uh, married a, a, a man who was uh, in an established professional career and that uh, life would have some stability to it. But God gave me a sense of restlessness about my work, and he let me know that uh, change was in the works, but although my prayer about meeting a Christian lady was answered far quicker than I thought. Uh, uh, The answer to my prayer about my life's work, uh, God uh, made me wait on that answer quite quite a bit longer. And uh, as you know, in in spiritual matters, uh, uh, the journey is part of the experience, if not the the most important part of the experience when you're seeking the Lord's will in your life. But I soon came to the point that I felt that I would go to either seminary or to law school. And as I continued to seek clarity, I was convinced that law school was God's direction for me. So I enrolled at the Cumberland School of Law in 1978. And uh, after graduation, I clerked for a United States federal judge, Judge James Hancock, who just recently passed away, who was a great mentor to me. And uh, my uh, career in private practice of law was focused in business law uh, with uh, the occasional uh, litigation matter, but in a vast array of just business matters, such as the buying and selling of businesses, real estate transactions, financial transactions, and just uh, serving as as a counselor to business people in Alabama and in some beyond beyond the state. Clark, you are a, as we've already heard, a committed layperson who is trying to make a difference for Christ in his kingdom. And that's obvious to anyone who knows you. And um, I would think our listeners who have already heard you talk about your faith and what led you to law. Um, but we want to get in now, particularly to discuss your work at Samford. How does a general counsel serve the university? I would imagine that's a pretty big job, and we would love to learn more about your work here. And then as a committed Christian and layperson, how does your faith inform and shape the work that you do here at Sanford? First, let me say it is is one of the greatest privileges in my life to serve as the general counsel at Sanford. Uh, In that role, I'm the chief legal officer for the university, and I report to the president, and I report to the board of trustees. And so, among other things, I prepare, review all university contracts. I manage all matters that we assign to outside counsel, such as uh, financial transactions or uh, litigation. Uh, I participate with the president and the vice presidents in 
most of the major decisions that are made by the university. And I try to keep uh, uh, Samford compliant with all kinds of state and federal laws. As uh, some people refer to my job description is just I'm the chief problem solver uh, for Samford. And I like that. I had my uh, practice uh, in private practice was very diverse and it prepared me well for all of the different things uh, that I handled at Samford. And I, uh, and I really think that my, uh, my 30 plus years of law practice uh, prepared me well for this. Some of my former partners uh, occasionally refer to me as, uh, now that I've semi-retired and go to Samford, <laughs> but I am working harder than I ever have in my whole life. Uh, <laughs> I went from a law firm of about 270 lawyers uh, to a law office of one, and uh, but I love it. It's great, and I'm very, very uh, uh, pleased to be here. And uh, my door is always open to anybody at Sanford who has something that I can uh, perhaps help them with. I happen to know, Clark, that on your office wall here at Sanford University is prominently displayed a diploma from a seminary. And there aren't lots of lawyers who've been as successful as you uh, in the practice of law who also have seminary degrees. I bet our audience would be fascinated to learn why you decided to get a seminary degree and what difference it's made as you've tried to live out your faith in your daily life. Well, you know, I've always thought that there were some similarities between uh, uh, the ministry and the practice of law. I've observed that uh, I think that most great preachers would be great lawyers, but I don't necessarily think that works in the other direction. But as I mentioned, uh, in, in about 1978, I was considering seminary and law school. And although I became a lawyer, uh, I always enjoyed teaching Sunday school and leading Bible studies. I read a lot. I, uh, I've uh, compiled uh, more books than Debbie ever wanted me to have about theology in the house, but I always wanted a more formal theological education. So it was about 2012, and we were attending church at uh, the Church of Brook Hills, and our pastor, David Platt, announced that uh, the church was going to start a pilot program with Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in which some of our church members uh, could earn seminary degrees uh, in a program where uh, that would be taught by uh, seminary professors and some of the uh, people that were on the church staff that had their terminal theological degrees. And the moment it came out of his mouth, Debbie turned to me and said, well, I guess it's about that time. <laughs> and that was precisely what was going through my mind at that moment. So. I began a, a five-year journey of seminary classes at nights and on weekends uh, while keeping a full-time law practice. And it would have been great to have a degree from Beeson, but the circumstances uh, just didn't allow and the schedule flexibility I had with the uh, program offered by Southeastern allowed me to get a master's degree. And uh, I've been very thankful for that. Some people have asked me, what do you plan to do with a seminary degree? And my, my reply is, I'm not going to do anything with it other than maybe hang it on my office, as, as you observed there, Dean. 
Uh, I'm through trying to build my resume, but I'm grateful for what I learned. And it, uh, the instructors taught me how to better read, understand, and teach the Bible. And that's what I wanted out of it. And if the Lord has some ministry opportunity for me in the future that that degree will perhaps open a door for, uh, that, that will be fine. But um, I'm just thankful that I had the experience. And we're just so thankful that you are someone who's faithfully following God's call and uh, in both law and uh, ministry and theology. Our last two guests in this series worked in businesses that some might call secular or um, in businesses that don't necessarily identify as Christian. Uh, yet you work here at Sanford at an institution whose identity is Christian at its core. And some of our listeners, I'm just imagining here for a moment might think it's easier for you to live out your Christian faith or to integrate faith and work at a place like Sanford. Is this true? Um, are there indeed strengths and blessings uh, working at a Christian institution? Um, and are, on the other hand, are there challenges? Uh, and if so, what are they to working at a place where most people are assumed to be Christian? Well, it, it's, it's yes to all of those, Kristen. Sanford is a wonderful place, but it's not like going to vacation Bible school every day. Sanford uh, has about 5,700 students, have over a thousand employees. We have uh, numerous uh, contract personnel that are on campus every day. And um, it is, it's a very complex organi organism. I equate it to being uh, like a very large commercial business or a, or a moderate-sized city. There's just so many different aspects to it. But the reason that I came here is because it is a community that is intentionally Christian. And so in the midst of those complexities and in the midst of all of the uh, what seems to be the mundane, normal, transactional type of part of of running uh, an organization such as Sanford, uh, I know that I can speak openly and boldly about my faith in Jesus Christ and everyone else can, can do likewise. And so that's great. I have terrific conversations at Sanford with people. We don't always agree on everything, but that's okay. And as a lawyer for Sanford, uh, when someone disagrees with the university, They'll often come back at me with a lot, something along the lines of, well, I thought you were a Christian university. It's in those situations when people try to use Sanford's Christian identity uh, as a weapon against us. I, I, try, to, I try to respond, respond calmly and with kindness, uh, affirming our, uh, our uh, Christian identity and that we are indeed Christian. Uh, and then I try to make sure that we conduct ourselves in a Christ-honoring way, even when people are critical of it. And so that's one of the, the challenges of representing a Christian university in legal matters. But I feel like I have a special responsibility both to uh, uh, Sanford's legal best interest and also in uh, reflecting its genuine commitment to the Lord Jesus. In this Christian Faith at Work series, Clark, we've been trying to learn from the experiences of our guests 
about what it's like to try to advance the kingdom of God or the reign of God or the rule of God out in the secular world. And now, for the first time in this little series we're doing, we have on our show a guest who's tried to do it both in the secular world, working at a secular law firm, uh, and at a Christian university. Could you just kind of think out loud with us for a little bit about uh, the differences between your efforts to live out your faith in those two contexts? When you were a, a partner at a law firm uh, out in the secular world, what was your experience like trying to be a witness for Christ? And, and what's different about trying to advance the reign of God or the kingdom of God in a uniquely Christian corporate setting? I will tell you that in the practice of law, I had uh, many friends who are very uh, devoted Christians, both at the law firm where I practiced and uh, that are practicing in firms and other places all across the country. And I enjoyed that. And I always tried to uh, live out my faith uh, with my clients, uh, with people who were on the other side of the table from me. You know, perhaps if I had been practicing in uh, in a uh, Wall Street firm or in Seattle or some other place, uh, I, I would not have had that type of liberty. But in the, in the southeastern United States, yes, you can be a lawyer and yes, you can be a Christian. And, uh, and so uh, it's not as if I moved from a totally secular environment to a holy ecclesiastical environment when I came to Samford. But at Samford, I, I still believe we as a university have to give unto Caesar what is Caesar's and we have to give to God what is devoted to God. And in, and in some sense, now I have an institutional responsibility where formerly I was responsible for representing the interest of various clients. Now I feel like that uh, it, I have a great responsibility for making sure that Sanford is a model of Christian citizenship in the way that we strive to comply with the laws and do what the laws require consistent with our Christian mission. And one of the things I've really enjoyed in, as you asked about expanding the kingdom of God, one of the things I've really enjoyed since coming to Sanford is really trying to be on the, the front edge of a lot of issues involving Christian liberty. I want, I want Sanford to preserve its Christian identity to the fullest extent that is allowed by the United States Constitution. So this permeates a lot of decisions we make as an institution, uh, particularly when it comes to the application of various federal and state laws that might interfere with our First Amendment liberties that we're entitled to. And so there's always a tension between religious liberty and government regulation. And that is, that is the one area that I feel like that I have to be very uh, diligent in in uh, protecting our, our Christian liberty, along with many other uh, faith-based institutions across the United States. In fact, I've developed some very good relationships with uh, people that are in my position that are at other uh, Christian schools across the country. And we share a, a common purpose and a common calling, and uh, we really enjoy collaborating with each other. Clark, 
our faith is often tested in the difficult, challenging times, and especially when there's conflict in the workplace. Uh, How has your Christian faith helped you in those tough times? How has it helped you um, when you experience conflict in the workplace? Well, I, I always start with my conviction that absolute truth is only found in the unchanging God of the Bible as revealed by His Son. And so it's only through God's revelation in Christ and in the Scripture that life makes any sense to me. And as a lawyer, my career path has not not surprisingly involved many conflicts, many disputes, many difficulties. That's why people often need legal representation, because they are in adversarial situations, and I wind up being dropped into the middle of those. And... uh, I try to I always try to be a zealous advocate for my clients. Some of those situations I've handled better than others, but as I've matured in my faith, I've, I've increasingly measured the circumstances of the moment against what I know to be the truth of Scripture, and uh, that has been one of the great treasures of having been a Christian now for about sixty years. Is you just you develop a body of knowledge and experience and faith and and you have past experiences that you can draw that help you to deal with uh, uh, difficulties that you experience in, in the workplace. And so uh, I will say I have probably grown more in wisdom and faith from my interactions with difficult people than I have from, my, from the support of friends. Uh, that seems in Congress, but uh, I think it's true. Your wise faith has been a big help here at Beeson Divinity School as well. We've already mentioned you're one of our board members. Of course, you've been on the Sanford board as well. Your son-in-law is an alumnus of Beeson Divinity School. What do you like about Beeson? What what drew you to Beeson and, and what excites you about what the Lord's doing at Beeson these days? Well, Beeson has many wonderful attributes, uh, far more than I can mention. Uh, uh, You that are on this uh, conversation that we're having right now are two of my very favorite people at Sanford, and and I'm very grateful for that. And Dean uh, Timothy George is the one who brought me into involvement with uh, with Beeson, just as uh, Dr. Tom Quartz brought me in to being involved with the board uh, at Sanford. And uh, Dean George has been a longtime friend, and he, he served uh, uh, Beeson uh, remarkably as its founding dean. And I'm glad he's, that the benefit of his mind and his spirit is still active there in, in Beeson as he continues his scholarship. And Dean Sweeney, I think you're likewise going to be an exemplary leader for Beeson, and I'm excited about that, and I look forward to seeing the school prosper under your leadership. New leadership brings new ideas and new ways of of, uh, becoming better, and I think that that is what is going to, we're going to see that uh, at Beeson throughout uh, the time that you're leading us. So thank you for coming. Beeson has a world-class faculty. And I take every available opportunity to come hear them, see them, listen to them on YouTube whenever I can, because I I learn so much from them. 
but I probably learned more from them by just watching the community that they uh, have, uh, that they enjoy at Beeson, this great community of Christian scholars. And uh, I've really uh, liked to see how Beeson has so many similarities to uh, uh, Bonhoeffer's work from Life Together. That has always been one of my favorite books. It's one I, I try to go back and read once a year just because it's uh, so inspiring to me, and I think the fingerprints of, of that book are all over Beeson. And then finally, I'm excited about Beeson mostly uh, because of its graduates. Um, they are making a great difference in the world uh, for the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, they are a they are a virtual army uh, carrying the gospel out to all corners of the world, and. Uh, I am thankful for them, I pray for them, and uh, I will do whatever I can to support them. Clark, as we end the podcast, could you share with us what God is doing in your life these days? What is uh, God teaching you through his word? Um, Any encouraging word that you could leave us with? Well, I'm not sure how encouraging I can be, although I try to be a pretty positive guy, but we're living in a very divisive time, and... um, our culture is too often characterized by lack of civility, uh, decency, and just common respect among people. And I think this often comes from individuals who are emphasizing their personal rights and privileges uh, over everything else. And so I think in the midst of this, Kristen, uh, God is emphasizing to me that uh, the common good is, is best realized by people who are united as followers of Christ. And I believe the message about the common good and the unity of people in Christ is uh, needs to be uh, m- more prominent uh, in the marketplace. And uh, I hope that the Lord will give me some voice in that. It's not that... Uh, it's not that... Uh, our identities in careers or politics or social causes are bad things at all, but we should engage in those pursuits being motivated by our lives, being grounded in Christ, not in the particular pursuit. I hope that makes some sense. It does indeed. And we say amen. You have been listening to Clark Watson, general counsel for Samford University former partner in the Birmingham office of Balch and Bingham, a good friend to Beeson Divinity School, a board member, a father-in-law to an alumnus, uh, a good friend to both the uh, founding dean of the Divinity School and even to the brand new dean. Thank you very much, Clark, for being with us. Thanks to all of you for tuning in and for keeping us in your prayers during this COVID season. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes.